Hi, this is Danielle from The Jaws Curator, and this is episode 140 of Art for Your Ear. This episode is brought to you by Saatchi Art, the world's largest curated online gallery, which of course you know, because I'm lucky enough to say it every single week. But today I'm really excited to share some new tidbits with you. Saatchi Art is presenting The Other Art Fair, this fall in London, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Brooklyn. Applications are now open for artists interested in exhibiting, so if that's you, please visit theotherartfair.com for more information. Today's episode is also supported by Create Magazine. Artists, designers, and makers from around the world are welcome to submit to Create's print issue open calls or send your work into their free daily blog to be featured. Visit create-magazine.com to learn more. So here we are, the final episode of season two. Crazy. And we are going out with a bang. (laughs) CJ Hendry is an Australian artist who's now based in New York. I've written about her a bunch of times. She's the woman who draws insanely realistic swashes of paint and crumpled Pantone chips. Remember those? Of course you do. Well, I had made some pretty big assumptions about CJ. For example, I assumed she was an art star at whichever university she studied at. Well, that is not her story at all. She's not only talented, but she's also hilarious, very open with her story, and she has a bit of a potty mouth. That said, if there are kids in the room, maybe there shouldn't be. All right, let's just jump right into this conversation, shall we? Calling CJ in New York. Hello! How are you? Good. Sorry, I was putting in the wrong oh, email for you and having all sorts of tech. Silly. It's okay. Look, I'm still at the hotmail, so like, <laughs> I can understand if you got it wrong. <laughs> I was putting in Gmail, and then I was like, I went and checked. No, babe, I'm, mm-hmm. hotmail. I'm hotmail. I was like, that's, that's mm. keeping it Elsa real. Elsa laughed at me the whole time. She's like, CJ, like, you are so behind. You are so forward in some regards, but so behind in others. Like, I don't even check my email. So, like, if you ever email, like, bless your heart, you will not get a response. That's, that's what she told me. She's like, don't. She gave me your, your email for Skype, and she's like, but don't ever email her because she won't write you back. I know. And it's not because I'm trying to be rude. I'm just like, do you know what? Like, that thing is full of so many shopping yeah. spam emails. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, not a portal. Like, sale. I'm like, yo, I'll just buy stuff when I need it like I don't know I know I hear you um how jet lagged are you right now are you okay (laughs) I'm feeling fantastic honestly I'm feeling fine okay good yeah um I was only there for a couple of days so like I didn't have enough time to like get adjusted to the timeline do you know what I mean yeah so were you exhausted when you were there then no not really just kind of go just kind of go with it you know yeah I went I'm going to um Venice on Saturday (gasps) oh look at you for the Biennale yeah Oh, how fabulous. What are you doing there? Um, Well, I was invited last year during the Art Biennale to teach um, part of this course through the European Cultural Center. And so they've invited me back this year. So it's the Architecture Biennale right now, but Mm. apparently it's very artsy. Mm. Well, super conceptual. So um, so I'm super not even sure of what it's all about. I've seen people do stuff. I'm like, I still don't get it. Yeah. I'm like super literal. So like, I'm like, but, 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 but explain it. Like, what does that mean? You know? Well, anyway, last year when I went, like I was so overwhelmed. Like mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much art everywhere and it's a mm-hmm. lot of it is really conceptual. So, you know, and I do collages, mm. which is not super conceptual. So I, there you'd go into yep. a room and it would be like a beam of light shining down on a pile of dust. And I and, people, and you're like, cool. Yeah, and I was cool, like, bro. oh, my collages, I guess, are really stupid. I don't know. No, but I, you know what? I saw your your um, most recent TEDx talk. I was oh, laughing so hard because that, oh my was, God. that was exactly it. That. Yeah, dude, it's a fucking shit show out there. But yeah. like, well, that's the world we're in. You yeah, know? I know. But I did like that. Like, I, I, you know, exactly what you said in that TED talk. It's like, you're getting away you with it. And it's kind of awesome. Mm, it totally is. It's like you either, like for the longest time I've been like, yo, I'm better than, not better than that, but I'm like, I don't get it. So I'm not going to even look at it. But now I'm like, do you know what? That that's what it is. And at the highest level, that's what the game is. Like yeah. embrace it, bitch. Or just like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Are you going to get <laughs> mad about it or just fucking laugh at it? And just like, yo, I need to be better. Like I need to be more like that. If I'm going to have any chance of making it, 
Wow. I need to be more like that, you know? Well, you're, you cer- you're certainly rocking everything at the moment. Um, okay, yeah, sorry, so please. this just, I'm just going to leave all that in. Is that cool with you or do uh-huh. you want me to start yeah. again? Oh, babe, you just roll whatever. And I've also got a super loose mouth. So, like, you tell me if there's too much staring. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And you just, like, edit that one out. No, we just, <laughs> we'll just mark a little E beside it. A little what explicit, explicit oh, really? CJ Henry rocking the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. With a capital E. Yep. It's a little red. Yep. Like, warning, yep. warning, potty warning. mouth ahead. Yep. Yeah, naughty mouth. Like, nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Right. Yeah. May contain nudity. We don't know. We it don't know where this yeah, time okay. is going to take us. Exactly. Okay, good. I'm feeling really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mean, you've got so much going on right now, but oh. I want to go in reverse. I want to talk about, um, normally I don't do a ton of research about people because I like to be surprised by their yes. answers, but yes. I watched your 2014 TEDx talk yeah. and found out everything about your life and it was such a good talk. And um, Oh, bless your heart. But we I just wanna... watched your TED talk actually. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes. My inner critic. <laughs> really my good. inner critic talk. Your TEDx. Oh, sorry. It was the TEDx in... Oh, I remember it had the background. Anyway. Front yeah, it was, yeah. It was great. Like, I learned a lot about you as well. So it did. Really, vice versa. Those those talks are just so great. It's such a neat insight yeah. into people and their personality. And see, I already knew you'd be swearing. I was ready for it. Oh, you were... Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good. So yeah. nothing surprises you. Okay, good. No. Can I ask you a question before we get into my onslaught? Yeah. What, what the... Jealous? Okay, jealous is a question. Why jealous? Like, why? Yeah. Okay, well. Jealous of who? Or jealous of what? So, when I started this, almost 10 years ago now, so I went to art school. You know, you heard the whole, you should never paint again extravaganza, right? Yeah. So, when I started, um, when I was home with my son and I decided to start making art again, I would, was Googling around to see what was out there, and I was jealous of everybody. I was jealous of their amazing work. I was jealous that they were showing in galleries. I was jealous that they were selling. That's so weird. I was jealous that they were actually making because I was so mm-hmm. blocked and so insecure that instead of, instead of just doing it, I was just using my energy to be mad at everybody yeah. else who actually was living the life I wanted. And so when yes. I started the blog, it was to try and own that. It was trying to turn yep. the toxic into something positive. Yes, and so I called okay. it the jealous curator and it was mm-hmm. amazing because I don't even think it was two months, maybe six weeks in, mm-hmm. I wasn't jealous anymore. Like suddenly. So, so another question then yeah. for you, if you had to rebrand now, because like, I feel like <laughs> you're not like the jealous curator anymore. Like you're the bad bitch killing it. Like, <laughs> like I would rebrand you to like, fuck off cunts. I <laughs> am the baddest bitch. Like, what would you rebrand to? Like I, you, you were the jealous curator before you started this and now you are what? Yeah. Um, yeah. well I did change my tagline. I've okay. kept the jealous curator because it resonates with mm-hmm. people. Yes. They get it, you know, and yep. um, my tagline used to be, damn, I wish I thought of that, because that's what I would think every time I saw something amazing. Now yes. I've changed it. The tagline is now um, turning jealousy into get your ass back in the studio inspiration since 2009. Okay, got it. Okay, so got it. I'm trying that's to... A, okay, I'm going to, like, at the end of this, I'm going to have, like, a rebranded <laughs> one word or maybe two words, a little situation for you. Okay. Um, and it'll just be like, what I what I call you like I'm not expecting you to catch on although you probably will let's just wait and see but like wouldn't it be funny if you're just like the jealous curator slash I'm this thing now like I don't know whatever I like it I like it I will take all recommendations maybe I do a rebrand my 10 year anniversary is on uh, February 22nd maybe So much noise. I apologize. That's okay. Sorry. I have two little dogs that are going to bark okay. at any second, so yeah. no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> I will take those recos, and maybe, yeah, at the 10-year anniversary, I, re- oh. I rebrand. Oh, I love it. I'm just kidding with you, but I just wouldn't No, you know, I get that all the time because, you know, my blog is super positive. There's nothing negative. I, it's, I celebrate everybody, and so people are like, why is it jealous? And it's like, well, because that's truly, 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 oh. I mean, it was, it was uh, paralyzing. It was awful. So funny. And so now, yeah, so 10 years later, all good, but... Well, good on you. Good on you for doing such wonderful, positive things in the art because there's so much meanness and so much exclusivity and it's... It can I can understand how to be so intimidating and paralyzing for so many people. It oh, yeah. is for me as well. And, like, I don't give five fucks, but, like, it 
can be like a lot, you know. So yeah. good on you for doing that and like making it more of an easy, not easy to understand, but like a more inclusive space. Yeah, that's what I mean. I yeah. had such a hard time in art school. I felt all of that. Like I just felt so like not included and so. Mm. Um, and I I honestly thought I was the only one that felt like that. And then once I started the blog and you start hearing all these amazing me too <laughs> stories from every human yeah. on the planet, whether they're artists or not, you're like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I am so yeah. not alone. And it's just given me the power to go ahead and make whatever art I want. And just to, yeah. you know, not care as much. I mean, yeah. you obviously still do sometimes, but it's yeah. a lot different than it was at when I was 20. That's for sure. Yep. Totally. Totally. Oh, okay. That's so interesting. I'm glad that we, I know a bit about that more and, yeah. yeah, well, no, and it's good, good for me to explain it because I haven't, I yeah. don't often, I just like forge ahead, right? And I always just joke, yeah. I haven't changed the name because the business cards are already made, but yeah. um, I think it's, yeah, you know, a rebrand at 10 years could be, could be good. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I will take any satirical. and all suggestions. Like it should so be satirical. It shouldn't be like, I have now the answers because I know everything. That's it right. should still be like, yo, still don't know much, but like, <laughs> giving it a go. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, here's That's what I've learned. totally and, true. You know? it's, it's so funny because I always tell people with Jaws Curator, it's like I have a split personality. With Jaws Curator, I'm so confident. I don't second oh, guess I anything. Love and then it. with my own artwork, like with Danielle yeah. Prissa, I'm. I yes. still am so nervous, you know? Yes, I get it. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Okay, love it. Are you done um, interviewing me now? Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so maybe I like asking the question sometimes too because I always feel uncomfortable talking about myself. Maybe it's an Australian thing. So, like, just know that, like, none of this feels comfortable and I still think it's hilarious that people want to know my story. And I, and I answer as nicely as I can, but I still, in the back of my head, I'm like, lol. I'm so normal, like, ah, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's why for, I've, I've wanted to have you on here for a long, long time, but especially hearing your that 2014 talk, I had yeah. no, like, I thought, we'll fill people in as we go through this story, yeah. but I, I assumed you were, like, the art star at art school, <laughs> and and then to hear your story, I was like, oh, I had all these questions about being the art star, yeah. and I, like, crossed those all out and changed it all around. Yeah. So let's go to when you were a little kid. So where did, yeah. where did you grow up and were you artsy? I know you were a crazy swimmer. So were you yes. even making art? So when I was younger, so like just on the topic of rebranding, it'll, it'll come full circle. Um, my real name is Catherine, just so you know. That's like right. It's not actually CJ, so Catherine. I You're rebranded at the, yeah, Catherine Jenner. Oh. I rebranded at the age of 11. So I rebranded to CJ at 11. So I, I knew something was coming early. Like, I was like, you know what? Uh-uh, this Catherine thing ain't going to work. Like, I rebranded at age 11 and a half. I think, you know, if memory serves me correctly. So, like, I knew something was coming early in the early days. I love it. You know? Yeah. So, like, talking of rebranding, it can happen anytime. It's never too early. It's never too late. <laughs> anyway, so... Sorry, I when I was younger, I was a crazy swimmer. Um, I've always been kind of sporty, not like, um, I don't know, just swimming was my thing. I'm not, I, I'm not, wasn't very good at a lot of sports, just the, the one sport, like the self-indulgent sport, not like team sports, which is so embarrassing to say. But like, I'm not good with balls. Like, I don't know how to throw balls and catch them. So like, I was really good in the pool. Like, you put me down the up and down, and it was one of those sports. Like swimming is very. Um, the more you put in is what you get out. It's like you can see a direct correlation. Right. Whereas if you're doing like football or like basketball, it's a team-based sport, but it's also it's an open sport. I think they call it an open sport where it's like even if you guys have worked the hardest, something can go wrong on the day or the other team may do or someone may throw something in the different direction. Like so much is undetermined. Whereas with swimming, it's like there's nothing that can go, like almost nothing that can go wrong. It's like if you've trained hard enough and if you're fit enough and if you have done everything that you can like it's the likelihood is that you'll win you right. know what I mean yeah like, you'll get in the pool like, and you'll yeah. do the time that you've been training totally. to, yeah that you've been training for like, yeah and, and, and that's a close sport so I was I'm a close sport kind of gal so for me even going in my practice it's like my direct input is my output like I can see a direct correlation you know mm-hmm. the more time I put into a piece and hyperrealism there's maybe not I don't know if my if I put more time into it it might go from being a month it could have been a month if I was going slower, but if I put more time into it, it's only taken three weeks. Like, whoa, celebration, you know? Right, so right. It's one of those direct. So I think, yeah, 
Um, but no, I, I did art at school. Just I was just a normal kid. Like I wasn't a standout at all. I just I think the only thing that I stood out at at school was being sporty, the sporty yeah. kid. Yeah. You know, I like I was good at art, but I wouldn't say I had a flair or a gift. I was just really focused. I think what I learned from swimming was my ability to focus and do something repetitively over and over and over again without oh. batting an eyelid. And I think that speaks hyperrealism. Um, yeah, totally. Love it or hate it, it's just one of those things that it just takes so fucking long. Like, <laughs> well, and the fo- yeah, the, I, I couldn't do it. Like, when I, oh, um, I think the first series I found of yours was in around 2015, and it was the um, the plates, like the really decorative oh, plates and food. Yeah. And I was uh-huh. just like, what? They're just, I wouldn't have even been able to get, you know, one pattern on one plate and yeah. I would have been, I would have been out. Um, but so did you, I, I think you said in the TEDx that you, did you try out for the Olympic team? Like, is that what you were hoping yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I was at, so I, I undersell it. I was at a pretty high level, like quite young. Um, so I represented Australia. So I did travel the world. I did represent Australia. How but old I, are you? Young. So when did I? quit swimming I think I was I think that was like 15 16 17 oh kind of age God, yeah yeah really young so I was like one of those like child prodigy star swimmer athletes but like wasn't good at much else but just really good at swimming only because I worked really hard I yeah. actually don't think I had much natural ability I'll be really honest but I was just a worker I've always been like a worker like a, you give, give me a task I'll do it I'll figure it out I'll focus on it until it's done yeah. you know it's like take away the natural ability and there are some freaking extraordinary talents and athletes out there and I, I I'm not I'm not in their ca- league or category at all like I didn't have that ability I just worked really really hard I'm like you give me something in a timeline and it's done like that's just what that's just what I'm all about like you know I, even if I like feel like okay we need to build a house in six months I'm like okay girl like never built a house but like we'll figure it out and it'll be done two weeks before you ask it, that's it'll right be done. you know like yeah. that's just what that's just who I am like I'm so focused on like obsessive about stuff like it's really weird anyway so um, yeah that's me so just the start on the olympic team it's i'm kind of glad that i never made it because you know just after then i kind of dropped out of swimming and i was like oh i can't do this for another four years and then kind of got on with real life and normal life and having to go to university and like you know i think swimming may have had a how do I explain it? It kind of had, you have a false sense of security because I thought, okay, I'll, I'm going to swim for the rest of my life and it's going to be great. And then when you figure out that, oh my God, like this is not the path that I was going down, you kind of have to readjust everything and figure out, okay, university may have to be a thing. Cool, let's figure that out. So I kind of had to re- really readjust everything. And, and so what um, did you, yeah. was it architecture? What was it that you went to university for? Yes, so I went to go and study architecture because I thought, oh, you know, that's a bit logical. It's a little bit creative, not too creative. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I just didn't sit well with sit well with me. I, maybe the maybe if I went back to do it now, I may have enjoyed it. But at the time, it just made no sense. I was like, God, this is so ridiculous. I guess the way I saw architecture, I'm like, surely the builder can just do the job. I'm like, why do we need the architect? And that is so the wrong way to think, but that is probably why I'm not an architect. I, I apologize to all the architects who think, thank the Lord for you. Thank the Lord that I'm not, I'm not you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so how long did you stay in that program? I stayed in there for two years. Uh, two oh, years. two years. I did two years of university in architecture, and then I kind of did a big changeover and re-enrolled at a different university and then went to go and do accounting and finance. Like, what the fuck is that all about, you know? Oh, my God, um, why so did yeah, you do that? I know. That's a great question. I just, I, I kind of am one of those kids that I'm like, look, university, it should be one of those, like, if you go to university, you should either come out with either being a lawyer, a doctor, or something in science. That, that's right. so stupid to think like that. But, you know, it's like that was the school we went to. It was like one of those old school ways of thinking, like the – you know, what am I trying to say? It, it was more, oh, get my words out. So I'm really good at drawing, not so good with words, so just go with it. <laughs> no, I um, know what you mean, but it's very, yeah, that's, it's very logical. Yeah, it's like, it's and you're very, logical. Like, totally. So it's like, cool, you go to university, you're going to become a lawyer. Like, that's just how it was. It's like, oh, no, you don't go to university to study creative things. Oh, that would be a giant waste of time. Like, wh- who would do that? You know, so I was like, God, if I'm going to go to university, I'm going to be a kind of motherfucking lawyer or like something. That's right. <laughs> But like in my head, I was like, "Oh, university equals legitimacy. Let me go and do finance because that's legitimate." <laughs> and what and were then, your parents thinking through all of this? Do you know? Oh, 
I don't know. I, you know, my parents are actually, you know, in hindsight, you don't really appreciate your parents at the time, but then, you know, as you gain perspective and as you get older, you realise how fucking fabulous they are. Mm-hmm. And my parents, were, they always have been so supportive and they've kind of just let me go off on tangents, whether they agreed with it or not. You know, or, like, dating different boys. They're like, you know, so, like, you know, or, like, university. It's like they never really said anything. They just kind of went with it. And when I went to go and do finance, they're like, fine, okay. And then when I eventually dropped out of finance after five years, I'm like, I'm going to become an artist. They're like, whoa, cool. Now let's just think about that for a minute. You know, so, like, yes, they went with it. But, they're, you know, like, they're a little bit more conservative than... I am, so I can't hold that against them at all. They're just trying to look out for me. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. I mean, yeah. that would. I have a son who's eleven right now. I wonder if he'll oh, rebrand gosh. this summer. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yes, he probably will. And you just go with it. I will if just he's go rebranding with it. now. Yeah. You know something. Something's coming. That's for that right. guy. Like there's something <laughs> he's brewing. Like he he can see something that you can't see just yet. So just let him rebrand. I let know. It, let well, him go I have it. to. And yeah. it's so funny being a parent yeah. now because you want. The best for them right you want and yes. I'm such a control freak that it's like let oh, me tell you God. what to do and I'll give you a perfect life and it's like you can't do that like he has That's to be so him right oh my gosh so I'm not a mum yet and I hope to be one day but like that I, I fear for that so much like I fear for being a mum because I'm like I can't even get through the day like freaking out like I'm so busy all the time I'm like how do I even incorporate another little human into my life you know so yeah. like, good on you and like you just do you just, all the moms yeah, out there. You just, good on you you just do but it's yeah. funny now because he's you know oh my gosh the other night we let him there's this like little festival in our town on the yeah. first weekend in June and yeah. we let him go and quote hang out in the park with his friends <gasps> for the first that means time kiss girls that's quote for kiss girls hang out in the park oh my god i know god. and there were girls that yeah. that, that <gasps> showed up so oh my anyway god. and i said to greg i felt my husband i said i feel like when we left him for the first time um to go out for dinner when he was like six weeks old and i was just like, uh-huh. so panicked to be away from him it's like he's yeah. quote hanging in the park and i was just like oh, oh. my god oh my god oh my god Girl, anyway he is not hanging in the park let me tell you that <laughs> anyway i think you know that but cool well, maybe 11's too young i don't know well there's know. some kissing that's starting to go on but oh, it's not goodness. him yet he's just reporting well. back about who's doing the kissing Oh, God. But he, okay. he's a bit of an old soul, and he said to me the other day, oh. so there's all this crushes and kissing going on, and he uh-huh. said, he said, Mommy, like, what is the deal? He's like, we're 11. He's like, why can't they just enjoy being kids? We have our, the whole rest of our life to be grown-ups. Oh, you need to have taped that, because, like, when it comes to 16 and having <laughs> girl dramas, like, you need to be like, hey, hang on a minute, buddy. Like, remember this conversation <laughs> we had? <laughs> well, he told me when he was little... Um, <laughs> Uh, they did, uh, like, sex ed in kindergarten. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, just it was called body science. They just explained okay. where babies came from. It was great. Uh-huh. And so he told me when he was five, he said, I am never going to do that. He said, that is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, And my so God. I was, like, I was so tempted to print out some sort of contract and be like, could you just sign, just sign that right, right here? here? And then when yeah. you're 16 in the basement, I'm going to bring this downstairs. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Funny Anyway, now talk could, about his tangent. You could be like the 40-year-old virgin. Okay, sorry, yeah, back to it. <laughs> back to God, it. where were we? What were we even talking about? Okay. Uh, uh, Finance, oh, your parents being university. supportive. Oh, yeah, parents being fantastic. And just like in hindsight, I'm so grateful for them and them being open enough for me to at least go down this path, but also being cautious enough to be like, you shouldn't really think about this before committing, um, you know, and dropping out of university to pursue something that is in most sense like general sense is like a really risky career path to go down and why did you decide that like what was the catalyst that made you go oh i'm gonna draw every day for a year i I... that's you know what it was actually more well thought out i'm explaining in a really simple way like oh just drop out just draw it's like there was a lot more thought that went into it so i um so, so i knew i had the ability to draw let me start by saying that i could always draw but like i didn't know that drawing could become a thing that you could do full time and like do every day and maybe have enough money to buy snacks and pay for petrol and your phone bill because those are the main things in my life at that time at university I'm like cool petrol rent snacks you know all these things I'm like oh god like you can draw or like make art and pay for all these important things oh my gosh like if I had known I wouldn't have gone to university but like who knows if that's a thing at that age yeah anyway back to it 
I did, I, it was much more thought out. So I said to myself, all right, so to be able to allow myself the opportunity to draw for a year, I need money. So I'm like, my parents aren't going to step back and go, of course, honey, like, how much do you need? Like, that's not Let's, how I was brought we'll up. We'll write like, you a check. Oh, like, yeah. how much are you just like, you know what, here's a blank check, you do you. Like, uh-uh, <laughs> nope, no, 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 no. Like, that is not my parents um, at all. Like, they help in other ways, but it's not in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... And I said to myself, right, like I need to figure this out for myself if I'm going to have any chance at being able to make it. Make it is a very open sense, just so you know, like being able to at least give it a go, I think is the better way to say it. Mm-hmm. So I, what I did, I had an extraordinary wardrobe. I mean, this was from years of like being a university student. I kind of worked in restaurants and bars and had like a pretty extraordinary wardrobe. Like I never saved a dollar, but I put everything into my clothes and my bags and just silly things, like things that no one needs in life. But anyway, so I had this extraordinary wardrobe. So I sold my entire wardrobe on eBay. So I kind of kept the basics, like the T-shirts, the T-shirts and jeans, you know, kept sandals and some sneakers. Like that's it. I let go of everything. How did you feel about letting go of all that? I'm not that sentimental. It was actually really extraordinary because I had a vision. So I had a vision to be like, right, I have a year to draw and I'm going to need as much money as I can get to be able to pay for the the best paper, the best, like the best of everything. I'm like, if I'm going to have a go at this, like I don't want to be drawing on fucking printer paper. Do you know what I mean? Like that ain't going to work. So like I need, I need arsh. I need arshes. Like I need this, I need this. I need the best of everything. So, you know, and that comes at a cost. So I'm like, right, like I need money to make this happen. So I sold my entire wardrobe, made a good little healthy number from that. Um, and then I was on my way. I'm like, right, I have now at least a good little nest egg to get me by for a year. Kind of, I kind of costed it out. I'm like, right, if I had to do this many drawings, if I have to pay for petrol, pay for phone bill, like I costed it all out. I'm like, right, I've got a year. I've got a year runway to just draw and with no intent of doing anything. I'm like, I just want to draw. I don't want to sell anything. I just want to draw and do what I love. Um, and at that time, can I continue on on a tangent or do you want me to kind of no, go. stop it? No, go. Okay. So I was, go. Okay. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, how does one do the art thing? And I'm like, okay, galleries, what do I do there? Do I have to take a portfolio in? Um, so my goal at that stage was like, okay, let me just do drawings so I can get a portfolio together to take to galleries. So I'm like, all right, let me just build up an inventory. Let me make 15 drawings and then they'll be able to see how great I am. Like, what? But this was at a stage like Instagram was like not a thing, but it was a thing. Like it was like starting to become a thing. Um, and someone's like, yeah, you should just put your stuff on Instagram. I'm like, jolly good idea. Let me do that. And I just kind of uploaded these drawings, the process, the start, the finish, the midway, the, the uploaded photos of everything about them. Not my life. Like I wasn't a blogger, but it was more like, hey, this is where I draw. This is the pens I use. Like kind of taking people more into the backstory of just the final piece mm-hmm. and so I was doing that with the intent of still taking my, my works to a gallery to kind of show them my portfolio but Instagram just kind of took on a life of its own I didn't know it would do that I you know and Instagram's now an enormous beast but like six seven years ago think I mean it, you know it's yeah. very it's a very different it's, it's a very different very cluttered crowded space now at the time it wasn't so I was really fortunate that I got on at the time that I did and I was able to kind of make headway that way so yeah and then Instagram just became a thing and then I was 15 drawings down and I was like shit you know I think at that stage someone wanted to buy something and someone sent me an email at my hotmail I, that was, I'm still on hotmail but they sent me an email to my hotmail and said we would like to buy this I'm like yes okay sure like this did a I kind of just pulled a number and it wasn't a low number it was just a number I was like this is what it is like take it or leave it you know yeah. So I think that was only three months in. I'm like, I still have money to get me by for the next nine months. So I'm like, I don't care if it sells or not. So like, fuck it. You know, so I threw a number out there and they're like, okay. And I was like, what? Cool. Like, yes. Sure. Okay. And then that, I, like, that money I was able to build and grow and do the next thing. And, and, you know, and then maybe buy the object for the next thing. So it just kind of all sky snowballed yeah, into yeah. the next thing, you know? Like, I've always treated my art practice like that. You know, if a series, like... When a series sells, it's like it's reinvested into the next idea. So it's like I never really take any money out of the business. It sounds really crazy. It just kind of continues into the next, into the next. It's like this never-ending project. Okay, I have two questions. First of all, what was the the piece that sold? What was the – it was Boots, right? Oh, my God, you're so onto it. Yes, it was a piece. So for those – I'd imagine most of your listeners are not Australian, so I'm going to give you a little – Oh, you know what? I have a huge number of Australians. Oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah. 
fuck out of the Aussie. Stop yep. <laughs> so it was actually a pair of RM Williams boots. So like these super iconic. So they're very Australian. I have like four pairs. I don't even, I'm not even from the country. You know, they're like, they're like boots like the country people wear to like go mustering. I'm probably saying the wrong thing, so I'm sorry. But I envision RM Williams boots as these like country leather boots like you wear on horses. And, you know, anyway, they're just very iconic and very Australian. And so I've always been a huge fan of the brand. This is not space, not, not paid sponsorship either. I'm just genuinely a fan of the brand. And, yeah, and then these super old, crumpled, leathery, cracked, Aaron Williams boots. I did an enormous drawing of them in pen. Yeah, and that huge. Was the first, how, how big is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it wasn't, I, I mean, in this relative term, it, it was big then. It's not big now for me. It's probably like a metre and a half by a metre. What's that in inches? 40 by 60 inches. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, that was the first piece. And then it's just kind of gone from there. Okay, um, then my turn. Yes. Oh, no, yes. you go ahead. Um, the subject matter for me since the start has always been product. It's starting to morph and change a little bit now, but it's like landscapes are not of great interest to me at the moment. I'm not going to say never because I always shoot myself in the foot when I say I'm never going to do that. <laughs> so right at this stage in my life, it's like not my focus, um, but it may become a focus later down the track. You know, are, so it's always products, been product. And, yeah, do you yeah. think it's from your love of um, like yes. fancy bags and stuff? Absolutely. Oh, my God, absolutely. And it's so crazy. It's like when I, when I was younger, when I was like a uni student, it was like I never had the money to buy these things. But it's, you know, that saying, it's like you want what you can't have. So I, you know, buy all these crazy things that I had no, I was not in a position to be buying expensive clothes. I was a uni student. You know, I think only... $15 an hour at a bar, you know, so, yeah. but I would put everything into these ridiculous bits of clothing. And I'm sure the females listening can totally understand where I'm coming from. So I'm like, I'm certainly not, um, I'm, I'm sure, sure I'm not the only person out there yeah. uh, who has the, that problem. But yeah, it was a problem because it's like not healthy. It's not a healthy way to live, you know. I yeah. see that now, but at the time I thought I was yeah, you know. So yeah, that's where my love of product and objects comes from. It was just like my obsession with things I couldn't have, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to change now, and like product is not everything. Um, I still love it, but it's like not the direction that I think my practice is going to move in. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So when that happened, you were still in Australia, right? Yeah. So yeah, when did you move Australia. to New York? I can't even remember. So we've been in New York for four years. I kind of started. I don't know, maybe it was a 20, what's what are we in? So maybe 2014, I moved to New York. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I probably started drawing, well, at least taking it seriously around 2012, maybe a little bit before that. So yeah, kind and of so had a good couple decide, of years. And so why did you decide to go to New York? Um, so why do I, I'm going to be really honest here, and I apologize for all those Aussies listening who maybe feel a different way from me, but Australia is very different in, they treat the artwork very differently. In Australia, there's one art prize called the Archibald Prize, which mm -hmm. is an extraordinary art prize, and I'm not taking anything away from it, but it's a very specific prize. It is catered um, to an artist who wants to draw portraiture. Um, you know, so it's portrait, it's either a self-portrait, or I think it, if we went to the actual, what the Archibald Prize says, it says, like, self-portrait or a famous Australian, someone mm -hmm. of note, noteworthy Australian. I butchered that, but it's something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just not something I'm interested in. I didn't want to have to change what I was interested in drawing just to fit the mould of what it means to be a, a great Australian artist, you know. Right. And everyone who's won the Archibald has gone on and done amazing things. And even the people who haven't won Archibald Prize are still doing great things in Australia. But it just didn't make any sense for me and the things I was trying to do. And I just, I'm not saying I wanted to do anything bigger than that at the time. I just, it didn't feel right. It was right. just I'm different, like, God, yeah. Having to compete, like, put in your painting um, and having people that I don't know compete and tell me if my art's good enough or not. Mm. I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. Um, you know, so I'm like, no, I'm out of here. Like, see you later. And I haven't actually gone, like, I haven't looked back, really. Wow. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I support all those people wanting to enter the Archibald Prize. But it's a big world now. Like, and there's so many ways to showcase your art and so many ways for your art to be seen. Yeah. Um, you know, like, people like yourself, like, you're really empowering so many different types of artists, you know, to... Um, be spoken about to be criticized in a positive way in your case and sometimes in a negative way on in other, on other forums so it's like you know you don't it doesn't just need to be through a gallery on a wall anymore there's so many ways to do mm -hmm. it and speaking um, of which yeah. so you you yeah. you never went you never took your 15 around to galleries did you 
No, I didn't. Yeah. I just think that that was always the plan. I'm like, cool, let me make my drawings and take them to galleries. But Instagram just took on a life of its own. And yeah. I was like, well, if this is working, let me continue on. And I'll take them to galleries when Instagram falls flat. You yeah. Know, at that time, it was like, well, what is Instagram? Like, it's surely just a little phase. And now it's become a very competitive, really gross space to be in. I'll be really honest. Like, I don't love it at all. But I know how important it is that I just don't want to have to compete for people's attention so I yeah, don't even yeah. post anymore I only post around the show you know mm-hmm. things I want to talk about and say I'm not gonna I'm not trying to post to gain numbers and beat the algorithm like yeah 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 fuck, I know it's exhausting like, oh, yeah yeah I just don't have the energy so I'm no. like you know what I just need to make great work and that's what I focus on and then when a show or when something is great that I'm doing I'll post about it but yeah. I'm not out there to try and beat the algorithm I don't have the time for that well speaking of posting great things yes hello paint blob drawings <laughs> hi that's, oh, a that's a paint blob talking <laughs> I so love those so much I don't know if you've ever oh. seen my collages but that's my jam is I do a big old swoosh and yeah. uh and then I have like little cut out people who are reacting to the paint blobs. Oh yes, I have seen them. I but have. I love so I saw your you know, your blob and uh didn't piece together that it was you or whatever and I just thought it was a big old paint stroke and then I was like, Yeah, hold the phone, that's a pencil yeah. colored pencil drawing. Mm-hmm. And then I had flashbacks of your food pieces that I'd written about yeah. a few years earlier. So how do you go Isn't from boots and bags? And, I mean, I'm, and then mm-hmm. to the why? Where did those come from? So maybe that was I think what I was alluding to earlier. It's like at, at, at the beginning, at the early stages, it was product, it was objects, it was things. Now I'm not saying it's more conceptual because that's the thing that sucks about hyperrealism. I'll get into that later. It's like. It, it is what it is. It's so literal, and that's what frustrates me about it. So I'm like, I don't just want to draw a handbag or shoes. It's so obvious. Paint can mean so many different things to different people, you know. Mm. People paint. People spray paint. People can paint wonderful things with blobs of oil paint. Like, you know, it can go in so many different directions. I've been really interested in trying to push my very literal, hyper-realistic practice into um, – I'm not going to say more abstract because that's really loose, but into something more than just like, oh, wow, it's a cow. Oh, it's a <laughs> pair of shoes. Oh, it's a tree. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. cool, bro. Like, I'm so bored of that conversation. Like, I want people to be like, huh, I don't fully get it. And that never happens with hyperrealism. When you look at something that's like, looks like a photo, you're like, oh, it's a this. You yeah. Know? Like, never do I ever look at hyperrealism and think, oh, wow, what could it be? It's a <laughs> fucking cow, bitch. Like, <laughs> You know, that, that thing's moving at you. You know, like, it's like, there's no there's no room for interpretation. And I think that's what really frustrates me about hyperrealism. Anyway, so back to the paint blobs. It was maybe my first foray into something more than very obviously literal. Obviously, it's paint and literal, but it's like moving away from the object and the thing, you know? Yeah, and the and first one did away. you do, with the first one you did, did you, did you love it? I don't think I love any of my work. I'm not that, like, committed or attached to it. I'm so, huh. like, detached from things. I don't know. I'm not very sentimental. That's so sad, isn't it? Yeah, I think I liked it. I like it. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, and cute. you've certainly done a lot of them since then. <laughs> well, yeah, so what I do with the series, so the paint um, blobs, like, I do a series, and once I've done and it's done and showcased, I never revisit it and I never touch it again. Huh. So it's one of those, like, moments in time where people can – acquire a piece and they kind of get a piece or you don't or you miss out that's the way that's the way it is like I don't like no matter who you are I don't right. care it's just like it's done you know what I mean so yeah I've, I've done a few in that series but I've I've, I've never touched it again and wow. I won't ever touch it again yeah well and then you moved on so yeah let's talk about conceptual so then your monochrome yeah. show I just wrote about that yeah so well, did can that... you hear the sharpener in the background can you hear that yes oh sorry oh it's too loud isn't it oh Oh, hang on. Okay, so I'm talking as I'm drawing. I was going to say, oh, I've just, heard. I'm, yeah. I want to know what you're drawing while we're talking. Oh, I'm drawing this old hat. It's like this old, like, Kubra Aussies. You'll know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the Americans, it's probably a Stetson. It's probably the equivalent. Yeah, it's just like this old, really battered hat. Why am I drawing it? Who knows? No, it's um. It's are really you just drawing piece. it because we're on this call, or are you actually working on it for something? Uh, no, I'm gonna like I'll send you screen grabs of me. No, it's 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 for a very special person who now no longer lives in the world. Um, oh. but yeah, it's for for um yeah for a very special person who is no longer with us. So oh. that's that's what the the hat's for. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, 
Anyways, yeah, yeah, I heard your little, I heard your little, <laughs> ch- and I thought, oh, yeah. I wonder what's going on over there. Oh, no, it is a, um, it's an electric sharpener. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. I don't have video proof, so whatever. Um, okay, so monochrome. Yeah. Not only stunning drawings of crumpled up Pantone chips, but the color filled rooms to go with each one. Mm-hmm. How did you, like, why, when, how, all that stuff? Yeah. So, so for the longest time, and I, I, I don't want to take away from how grateful I am to be doing this. Um, I love drawing. I enjoy the fact, uh, all that stuff. But what, what I do get really frustrated with is the fact that the 2D drawings I make, uh, number one, so literal. Number two, the only conversation I seem to have with people is like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's not a photo. I'm like, yeah, okay. Cool, like yeah. but there's more going on here. Like there's a bigger story. There's a bigger something, you know. And I was gonna kick this. Really... Off, I was gonna kick this episode off with it's amazing. <laughs> Cute. Watch the most recent TED talk. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's a really frustrating conversation to have when I know there's like a bigger story. There's a reason why, but it always gets defaulted to like, oh, it's a, it's really, it's not a photo. Wow, how long does it take? Like da da. And these conversations are all really important to have. But like I I have something, I don't know what it is yet, but like just something bigger that's being brewed. I don't know what the fuck that means, but like I just want something bigger than that kind of conversation. Yeah. Um so I'm just said I just said to my little team, I was like, Do you know what? Fuck the drawings. <laughs> Who gives a shit anymore? Because like whilst they are great, I'm like I want people to walk in and not even fucking see the, those bitches on the wall. Like, I'd rather them walk in and experience something. And it's really hard as an artist who's only ever done 2D hyperrealism, shit that hangs on a wall, it's really hard to kind of walk in and say, right, like, how are we going to make people turn their heads and experience the art? Like, how do you do that? You know, so we kind of... I, I was making the works, I think, for, like, nine months, and then I was just like, fuck it, we need to showcase this in a way that's, like, not expected you know I want to showcase it in a way that people can experience it and you know I hate that catchphrase like experiential because that's so lame and people really butcher the experience thing but yeah I just wanted it to be something more than just the 2d and yeah and my whole brain is like quite insane it's like I think I'm quite theatrical and I'm quite intense in the way I think I'm I want to be bigger and bolder and more extravagant and it's really hard to do that on a 2d flat piece of paper so to extend my practice the only way I can think of growing it and building it and making people experience it in a different way is to take it off the 2d and into the experience Mm -hmm. you know and I'm and I'm obsessed with it like holy shit like I love it like yes I like the drawing part and I need that for my like OCD side of my brain but I also need to create and do this other very creative thing that's bigger than the drawings. Yeah. So that's where the monochrome show came from. It's, it um, was yeah. amazing. Did you? How Thank did you, you feel when you were in there? I felt, I was like, this is exactly what it needs to be right yeah. now. Like, this is exactly, the le- like, not the level I'm at, but this is exactly how I'm thinking right now in my head. I, it needs, it needed to be this big, just for my own self. You know, it needed to be bigger, but I don't think we have enough time. But, yeah, it's like exactly how big it needed to be because 2d is not inspiring me like it used to you know sorry it still inspires me but like i now have mastered the craft the skills there like everything's there and it's just plug and play but i'm like i just need to be challenged in a way that I don't know. Yeah, no, it's more I for totally, my own benefit, you know. It's like yeah. fuck the drawings. Like, hey, yeah, cool, but like, so many people can draw. Like, I'm I'm not extraordinary in that regard. So like, I want to be the fucking best. Like, how do you stand out? Like, how do you be better than off the riffraff out there? Like, I'm I'm not saying we're I'm at the same level as other people. I might be better. I might be worse. But like, there's a lot of people who can draw in a hyperrealistic and paint in a hyperrealistic style. So I need for my own self to stand out and prove that I'm. Not a one-trick pony. Yeah, you know, like well, I no, and it is so cool things. that you, yeah. um, like, you know, working with the paint blobs and then the Pantone yeah. chips, and it's just so cool that you then, you know, you're not just exploring the color and the two D. Yeah. It's like here, step into, step yeah. into these things, and they, yeah. it was just. I wish I could have gone and actually been there in oh, person. What was you your favorite room? Did it. you have a favorite? 
the pink room it's yeah. just like so it's satirical it's funny it's sassy it's inappropriate it's like it speaks to that girl so that just to paint the picture for those people listening the pink room so okay the monochrome show is a room sorry it's a house we built a house out of enormous oversized lego blocks and we worked with a company called everblock so not lego everblock <laughs> they made these like giant plastic bricks so we built a house from scratch we built a house with seven rooms there was a red orange yellow pink blue green purple i think that was it and each room was a different thing so the office was orange pink bedroom green kitchen red dining room you know so the pink room is really funny because it kind of speaks to that everything was pink so like the floors the the walls the curtains the bed the bedside table the clothes the shoes everything was pink (laughs) from top to toe and so what um why I like the pink room, it kind of, like, everyone's got that girlfriend, guys and girls, um, everyone's got that girlfriend who is, like, you know, appears to be the good girl, they're like, hey, daddy, of course, like, I'll be, I'll be in bed by nine, but, like, secretly, they're just, like, the baddest bitches on the side, like, they're just so naughty, you know, sneaking out, like, you know, smooching dudes at night, you know, so it's, like, that was a pink room for me, there's, like, to paint more of a picture, the pink room had, like, like 10 dildos like you know like and you don't notice those at first you don't it's not the first thing but you walk and you're like hang on a minute yeah right you know like (laughs) just like the biggest most obnoxious dildos you've ever seen like surely people don't use these because like that would (laughs) rip you apart like surely like it's not real like and heaven forbid the guy with that they molded that around that penis because damn you you are something else but yeah so anyway so that was a that was a pink room and I loved it because it was just funny and People, I think, found it the most entertaining. You could jump into a, like, the bed was a giant tub of pink bears and, and teddy bears, you know? It was yeah. Just a really entertaining, inappropriate, and a little bit funny room. Yeah. And I think that speaks to my personality, too. Like, I'm a little bit inappropriate. I kind of skirt around the edges of normal. And, you know, I kind of play with, you know, it, sometimes, like, the works are really pretty, but then if you sometimes look a little bit close, I've fucked with it a little bit. Like, I've done something that's not quite expected, you know? So, yeah, yeah I think it speaks to the type of person that I am. Well, I think that was what really surprised me, like, with the monochrome thing and, like, you know, seeing mm-hmm. the dildos and stuff in there, and I was like, <laughs> wait, what? And then watching your your TEDx talks, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> Yeah, because your work is so precise and, you know, whatever, and even hearing your swimming stories, you know, very, like, dedicated and driven and whatever, but then your actual personality comes through, and I think monochrome, really, I think you nailed it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think we nailed it. There's always things, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, we should have done this and this and this, but, like, you just run out of time, run out of time and money, and it's like, you know what, I'm so grateful that I have an extraordinary um, studio director, Elsa, who's like, CJ, like, we're over budget, you need to rein it in. I'm like, okay, (laughs) shit, okay, but just this one more thing. She's like, no, 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 not up for discussion, like, it's done, we're out, you can't say it anymore. I'm like, shit, you know, so, like, that is a good... Yeah, give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Like, that's me, you know? Just one more Chanel bag. Just one more Chanel bag. One of the questions that I had for you, but now you've sort of covered it, I was going to oh, say, sorry. like, would you have, would you ever recreate monochrome anywhere? But I guess no, because you're done no. that now. No. And that's what's, I think, special about it. It's like, yeah. I don't, it's not like this crappy touring exhibition where it's like, come one, come all, like, come right. to the monochrome show. Like, <laughs> ugh, how gross. It's like, no, no, no. This is just this, this artistic piece that I adore, and it's up for a certain amount of time, and we're done. We're never revisiting yeah, it. Yeah, and wasn't it's it done. only, it was up for like a weekend, right? Four days. Yeah. yeah Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's like, no matter what. And there's been people who have approached me like, could you bring it here? Could you bring it there? It's like, no, so sorry. It's like, unless you're Beyonce, yeah, of course we'll take it to your house, Beyonce, but like, <laughs> Unless you're Beyonce, don't come. Mm, don't even right. try me. Like, yeah, it's just like that no should be your tagline on your site so that people just yeah. know. So it's just uh-huh. out there. It's just like, are you Beyonce? No, fuck yeah. off. You know what I mean? It's just like, no. It's like the widow bent for anyone. Like, like people. Some like there's been some extraordinary people. Like, oh, could you make another Pantone piece? I'm like, sorry, who are you? No. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. no, it's done. And that's what's so special about it. It's like the people who own my works, I protect them in that. It's like, yeah. yep, that series is done. Like I never revisit it. No matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, it's like it's done. Yeah, those you know, pieces the, are valuable the, because they yeah, are, yeah, it's over. They are, it's a point in time and it's done. It's like the, the paint swatches. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry, it's done. Like it's yeah. like no matter what, 
but we'll never revisit it. And I love that because it allows me also to move on to another idea. Yeah. Instead of like constantly revisiting, like, you know, and you see that so often. There's some extraordinary artists, but it's the same thing, same thing, same thing, same. Yeah. And like that. And it's that boring would, for you too. Like, yeah. I've had people say, you know, if I've had a piece that's sold, they're like, well, can you do, can you just do yeah. another one that's similar? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't want to. Yeah. And maybe that's me being arrogant and I'm not in a position to be like that but I'm like dude I've got other ideas and I want to go on to this next thing and we're busy like planning and conceptualizing the next thing and we're freaking each other out because it's so big and like so much bigger than I think we even know how to manage it and we've can got you, like, can you tell me about that five is, it, is it top secret right now it involves sand 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 s-a-n-d sand at the beach sand hmm? that's what it is it's what it involves yep sand oh boy Mm-hmm. And so is there, is there an ETA on, your, on the sand? 2019? November. No, oh. this year. November, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the, also the thing. It's like I move really quickly and I like moving quickly because I'm so intense and anxious. Like, to put it this way, last year we had a whole strategy for this year. I'm like, okay, it was going to be monochrome and this other series, which is already drawn. Like this, the pieces are already done. I said to Elsa, I'm like, babe, we can't do it. It's not big enough. So, like, there's all these works sitting there that we're not releasing. They'll never see the light of day wow. because it's not it's not big enough. I'm like, uh-uh, it's not going to work. It doesn't – like, a year ago, this may have worked, but now, no fucking way. No way. No way in hell. Because you've like, got to go bigger so, than monochrome. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, who cares about monochrome? It's just, like, I'm, it, I'm just thinking bigger. It's, like, yeah. monochrome's one thing. I don't – this next idea may not be bigger than monochrome. It'll just be different and totally different so I don't think it's ever about like trying to beat the next one it's like how can we make it different and make people see something they've never seen before and make it extraordinary and inspiring and fucking wild and the other idea we had was none of that so I'm like we can't do it so sorry okay so November in New York I don't know New York or LA maybe Chicago Mm -hmm. but probably in the states we were kind of tossing up we were gonna do this other idea and in Mexico, I think we'll be doing something in Mexico soon. But I think for this one, it'll be in the states. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming. Somewhere. I'm coming uh, to. I'll be in L.A. in October, and I think New York in November. Oh, what are you doing in L.A.? Uh, my new book is coming out, so I'm doing a book. Good tour. on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, fabulous. And uh, oh, wow. so I would. You keep me posted on this because hopefully in my travels I can go <coughs> to wherever this is happening. Oh, wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. Uh, well, look, we'll send you an invite anyway. But um, I would. Love that. Let's try and let's try and tee it up. Let's make yeah. sure that you're there. <laughs> let's find the show around you. <laughs> yes. Okay, and I've so, decided so. already while we're chatting, my new branding will be Beyonce. Mm. Right? I love it. Yeah, yeah. And then like just think of all the pull I'll have. I'll just be like, it's like, me, it's, Beyonce. And then they won't. Yeah. Know, right? No, of course they won't. They'd yeah. be like, oh, sure. Come on in, Beyonce. You're like, yeah. oh, they don't even, they can't even tell. You're yeah. Just, exactly. Like, yeah. I think. Oh, why, why don't you? You do a little play on it. Instead of Beyonce, why don't you call yourself Yeonce or like Fiance? Or so. oh, no, yeah. you can't do Fiance. No, not Fiance. for Danielle. Deonce. Oh, my God. You nailed it. You're Deonce. Oh, my God. Oh my you God. fucking nailed it. Oh, the rebrand. It's real. It's happening. I feel it's really happening. good about this. I feel really good. I feel like the jealous curator in brackets, Beyonce. <laughs> people will get it. Because, yeah. like, in my head, so, like, as a little side note, like, people are like, CJ, like, did you always know? And I'm sure you get these same questions. Like, did you know, like, you were bound for something bigger than the normal? I'm like, in my head, I'm not even kidding. I've always thought I was Beyonce. Like, I've always thought I was made for a stage somewhere, either Broadway. Like, I just, there was something. There's, like, I have this energy that had to be released somewhere. It was either going to be, like, backup dancing for Beyonce or, like, <gasps> oh doing something, like, jokes, but not really. But, like, there was something <laughs> that I always wanted to do that was bigger than the norm and I didn't know what that was going to look like but like yeah I, we always make the Beyonce joke I'm like oh well, I will tell you two in my things. head Beyonce I will tell you yeah. two things right there one my dream yeah. when I was a teenager was to be a backup dancer for Janet Jackson oh my goodness gracious so whenever anybody says like in interviews you know yeah. if you weren't if you didn't do Jell's curator what would you do and I was like backup dancer yeah. for Janet Jackson nailed it nailed it mm-hmm. also yeah destined for great things this is really embarrassing and my husband mocks me about it all the time but oh, when we it. were when we were planning our wedding yeah. we got married outside on the steps of this like little boat club like little canoe club little yeah. shack and uh. so we're planning where everyone's going to stand and I said okay uh. well we can be here and the fans can be down here and he goes <laughs> he goes you mean our guests and I was like 
Oh, yes. Oh, of course, yes, guess. The guess. So now, Greg's always like, so where do you think, where do you think the fans will be in this situation? Oh, my God, I love it. Just a quick story, quick question about Greg. Does Greg, like, let you have your platform? Does he, like, when I say platform, does he let you be on the stage? Oh, my word, yes. Okay, great. I'm glad you said that because, like, my fiancé, Lewis, is the same. Like, he is the most extraordinary man. Like, I think men who can deal with super sassy females are more extraordinary than anyone in the world because, like, we're, we're a breed unto our own. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, Lewis is just like, do you know what, girl? You do you because it's coming. And he's just like, do it. You know, yeah, Greg's like, the same. If, so I get, much. if I get invited yes. to anything, I'll be like, oh, I just... Uh-huh. I got invited to go here. What do you think? And he's like already booking the flight. Like he's just like, that's yeah. so cool. You got to go, you know, yes. and I'm starting yes. to panic because I, I leave for Venice in five days. Yeah. Or, and I, yeah. I always feel nervous being that far away from my son. And, yeah. and, uh, so I was saying that to Greg today and, and, uh, I got a street view of, of the apartment that I'm staying in while I'm there. And he's like, like, he's like, look at that. Like, this is your life. How cool oh is God. this? How extraordinary. You know, it's, you so know it's what? Nice. And I just think it's so important and so special that you've got someone who just embraces the crazy. Because I'm not saying that you're crazy, but I'm sure there's a <laughs> level of it. I actually think, as a side note, all females are a little crazy. You know the ones Well, there's like, fans oh, in my I'm mind. Like, so, you're yeah. the most crazy, babe. Like, if you think you're, if you think you're normal, you are lying. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all females just have a little bit of kook in them in different, on, in different levels and in different ways. And, like, I'm kooky, but mine's, like, openly kooky. Some of the girls are, like, quietly kooky, and those are the ones you've got to be careful of. Um, um, just as a side note. So I feel like we're like openly kooks. So that, yeah. yeah, and you got to anyway. be with the right person who lets you just be, Damn do your right. thing. I actually noticed totally. that in your most recent TEDx talk, mm. a sparkly ring on your hand. Yeah, so yeah, we've been engaged for like, I don't know, a, um, almost a year Whatever. There's no wedding plans yet. Like we need to plan that, but like we're just so busy doing our respective things. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, so he's busy, I'm busy. It's, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good, good men in our lives. Nice. Yeah, yeah. we do. Let, let them, yeah, let, get them to let us do our thing. Um, oh, okay, yeah. so you were Sorry. just in Australia. Yeah. I've got you, and you're not jet like You're doing very well. Um, yeah. For this book, so what is the deal? Is it, you're, you were the subject of this book, but you didn't, this isn't your book. No, it's not my book. Uh, so the Sydney Sydney University, the uh, School of Architecture and Design and something else, I'm, I butchered that as well, I'm sure, but um, there's a fabulous I don't want to say professor because she seems too young to be a professor. Her name is Cara Wrigley and her team, they came out with a research paper on like um, how the digital age is changing so much in, in life and technology and businesses and all these types of things. And I was a case study for how I am essentially changing. I don't think I'm changing the outward, but I think that's the kind of the direction they were going right, like the using book. technology and the way, yeah, of galleries. Yeah, yeah, and the way I'm, I'm going about it, like without a gallery. And just on a side note, like I've never, I never got into this position to be an unrepresented artist. Like fuck that, that's way too much effort. But I, by default, I am. I don't want to be like this way forever. Anyway, so anyway, so they've <laughs> kind of been like, oh, you're like doing these great things in art. Well, I'm like, okay, cool. And they did this whole research. They've been doing it like this extraordinary research paper for the last two year, two plus years, and they've just kind of released this research paper and they've compiled it into a book. And they've uh. done the most extraordinary job, and it's been like such a big team for so long. And they've kind of analysed my entire practice. They've gone through every single comment, every single this, like every single everything about me. They've researched wow. and they've kind of compiled. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's myself, I think Burberry, and who's the other? I think there's a. Brisbane Airport Corporation or some other brand and yes I'm one of three topics in the book and it's such a honor like to be researched like who am I like I am a university dropout like <laughs> thank you so much but like never forget that like no no CJ never forget where you came from like I'm a dropout like do you know what I mean like I never forget that and I laugh at that and I'm like how ironic so yeah I've just come from Sydney at the book launch and my parents came down from Brisbane to Sydney and I said oh. guys this is the closest we're going to get to a university graduation so enjoy it you know so that everyone was like laughing at it. did you funny. wear a cap like, and gown just to like really no, but I should have because that would have been fucking phenomenal <laughs> uh, but no, I wasn't that well prepared. <laughs> Where do you even get caps and gowns? Like, is that a thing you can just buy? I don't know. You'd probably have to go to some yeah. sort of rental center. But just yeah, think you could have, like, flung the hat in the air at the end. Yes, and been like, whoa. Whoa, I did it. Yes, yeah. I know, it, but I didn't. So it's just like it, it would have been a bit <laughs> false and fake. So I'm like, look, I just need to support all those people who've gone to university. I'm like, bravo to you. I am not that person. <sighs> um but yeah, they did a that, research paper, and that's I'm just so, so cool. flattered, and it's such an such an honor, and they're such a smart team, such a hardworking smart team. So that's so yeah. great that you went down there for yeah. it too. Yeah, really, really grateful. Yeah, it's really nice that they 
did that for wow. me or them or I don't know what it was, but yeah, they yeah, did it. Very, very cool. to be a part of. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so mm -hmm. we know what's next for you, but you won't really tell us. It's sand related, so that's fine. Sand related, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Sand related. There'll be drawings. There'll be. I'll spruce some drawings in there. Okay, um, great. But then there's, there's this other whole other element, you know. So. Well, we'll this wait. We'll wait on, on pins and needles. We'll check Instagram <laughs> and see. Um, so the only thing that, uh, that we have left then is the not so speedy speed round. Okay, go. Okay, cupcakes or French fries? French fries, go. Mm -hmm. mm, yes, me too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Worst job you've ever had? So this is weird. I've never had really any bad job. Like I've loved my jobs. But what like, about I like in high school? No. You've loved them. But I didn't, no, I didn't work in high school. I kind of, my first job was when I left high school and then at university. Like, I worked in restaurants. Like, for those Queenslanders, I used to work, for, I used to, for four years, worked at the Breakfast Creek Hotel as, like, serving steaks. Like, like big, juicy steaks as, like, a waitress. Still my most favorite job in the world. Loved it. Still love it. Every time I'm back in Brisbane, I go and get a steak from the Brecky Creek. Love it. <laughs> It's like, no, I haven't had a job I hated. If I hated it, I fucking bounce. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not hanging around. Like, for 15 an hour, you don't know me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God, I love it. Uh, so yeah. steak and french fries. Okay, this is getting yeah. better and better. Uh -huh. um, okay, yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this. Favorite mm -hmm. color? White. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Why? It's just so nothing. It's so, it's so elegant. It's so neutral. It's so calming. It's so expansive it's like just the most stunning calm yeah. shade or spruce or color whatever you want to call it most yeah. people are like it's not a color it's a shade i'm like yeah fuck off bitch i don't care <laughs> it's my favorite color like yeah <laughs> and you look good in it that was your 2014 look at your i look really good in it when i've got a spray tan but i'm naturally very pale so like <laughs> do you know what i mean i've got to be tanned for, for oh, white I to hear really you. I'm work. Canadian. Yeah. I'm very, very white. Yeah. Yeah. So like spray tan and white, I look fucking phenomenal. But most of the time, mm -mm, doesn't work <laughs> on me. <laughs> um. Oh, I had. I was gonna do a would you rather, and then I wrote okay, would you rather, and then I didn't finish it. Oh, well, let's make it up. Okay. Would I rather um be on a beach or work and it sounds crazy but I would rather be here drawing and working I love working towards a purposeful thing you know what I mean yeah. it sounds crazy most people are like of course I'd rather be on a beach I'm like I, what would I do with my hands like I'm so bored so like for me I just love being productive whatever that is whether it's yeah. like drawing or doing this thing or take my dog for a walk or like I'm never sitting still how you know? many so, how many hours a day do you draw do you think um, it's changed a little bit now. It used to be an easy, <laughs> sharper going <laughs> um, uh, It used to be close to like the 12, 15 hour. Now it's probably like 10. Oh my 10 God. 12. Yeah, 10. Let's go with 10. Yeah. Okay, follow up question. Does yeah. your neck and or hand, elbow, shoulder hurt? No, but wow. my hand's insured. No. My hand's insured. Yeah, huh? $10 million insurance on the right hand. Are you serious? Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. That's super so Beyonce. Yeah, it's so Beyonce. But I'm so, like, not Beyonce, so that's what's funny. Anyway, so just a regular kid with a big old insurance on my hand. Wow. So if anything was to go wrong... Covered. Yeah. That's so smart. But no, it doesn't hurt. Like, I draw in a really comfortable way. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. But I'm not, like, Hunched drawing yeah. curled with drawing going in the e. random direction. It's, like, super comfortable. Yeah. I'm, like, not straining... Draw. Did I see yeah. somewhere about arthritis or no? RSI. Well, everyone's like, be careful. RSI. I'm like, okay, well, I'll deal that with that when it happens. So just chill. Okay. You know, it's like, no, mm -hmm. I don't have RSI. I don't. I mean, I don't think it'll probably hit me later in life, and then I'll be like, God damn it. Well, yeah. who cares by that point? You'll, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll be all I'm good. Like, I have really I'm bad like, arthritis in my hands. Really? Yeah. So I Why? have to. Typing? No, I don't know. It, they're investigating right now. I'm going mm. for all these tests. It's just, it's, if I Whoa. eat um, gluten or sugar, they, like, well, it was my husband's birthday on the weekend, so we, yeah. there was ice cream cake, and my, you mm. should see my knuckles right now. It's shocking. <gasps> really? Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny how food can affect your body? Like, I so, yeah. I'm really starting to appreciate that more and more. I'm just like, wow, like, if I eat better, like, I get up early, I've got more energy, yeah. but like, I do love snacks. So Me too. Problem. It's a bit of a problem. Uh, mm -hmm, but it, like huge. now, I you know today I won't be able to use my scissors comfortably to oh, cut no stuff way. out. Oh no way! Yeah, that's crazy. It was oh, really good is... ice cream cake though. 
oh no, worth it. But like, yeah, yeah like, what about that Halo Top ice cream? You know that stuff with like hardly any calories and like you can eat a whole tub. You know the one I'm talking about. I don't know the one, but I there's a coconut oh, one that I eat that I'm oh, I, that doesn't bother me at yeah. all. Yeah, so there's a few out there. I mean, yeah. there's alternatives now. You know, for the skinny girls who are like, oh, I want to be skinny. Like, I am a personal fan of Ben and Jerry's because I appreciate flavor over skinny. But, you know, that's just me. What's your favorite? You've ever got a Ben and Jerry's fave? Mm, New York Super Fudge Chunk. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all about the, uh, well, I'm not supposed to eat it. My son is all about the um, Ben and Jerry's uh, half-baked cookie dough. Oh, no, I appreciate that. Right? I do. Yeah, Oof, it's good. I, I've had or the, the salted bite. caramel core. Yeah, or the mm. fish food. Fish food. I always said the wrong word, so I'm probably going to embarrass myself. Anyway, fish food. there's so many good flavors. Is it fish food? I don't what's, know. What's, what's P? What's with the P? Anyway, spelling's never been my forte. Just go with it. Okay. Um, I'll keep an yeah. eye. We, we probably don't have it in Canada. We don't have all the awesome flavors. Oh my goodness. I know That's you have okay. to go to the states every now and then and load up on yeah, the exciting cereals and ice creams and stuff. Anyway, Do you do that? is that a thing? Well, no, it was when I was a no, kid. Okay. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, we lived. Ab- like, wow. We live about forty-five minutes from the U.S. border. So when I was a kid, um, I'd go with um, Tama Bell's family. My friend mm-hmm. Tama Bell, her family would always go across the line, and we would go yeah. and get what you call it, chocolate bars, and oh my god, yeah, because so we didn't have funny. them in Canada. So wow, yeah. there you go. Anyway, interesting. I feel like I've overshared a lot in this episode. No, I'm lo- I'm loving it. Like, okay. Life's about the overshare. I yeah. mean, everyone tries to be say the right thing and do the right thing, and it's so boring. We're the fans, the fans don't appreciate it at all. No, all the fans oh my at my God. wedding. I've got nothing to hide. Like, <laughs> I mean, unless you're Beyonce, you've got shit to hide. But like, we're all just peasants in the life of Beyonce. It's like we have nothing to hide. That's true. We must you know well just I mean? put it out there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that, anyway. That's it. We're all done. I, I, I asked all of my questions. <laughs> you nailed it. They're really good. I'm loving the tangents too. I know. Why not? Yeah. Tangents are yeah. the best. And I learned a lot about you as well. And I feel like <laughs> everyone listening may get some more glimpses into you, which I think, you know, do you know what's interesting? It's like I listen to a lot of podcasts and there's some fabulous interviewers that I want to know more about. You know, I'm like, yeah. ah, damn, like, why can't the roles be reversed and why can't we learn about you more you know well it's the same as you feeling awkward talking about yourself like I feel Mm -hmm. so much more comfortable asking people (laughs) about themselves than talking about me but if if you you know I can get on a bit of a roll and then you'll never shut me up so oh why don't we do it one where like I just interview you but you publish it on the jealous curator wouldn't that be funny okay one day one day we'll do it in the fall because you know what you are the last you are the last episode before my (sighs) summer break Great. Well, I'm very honored to be your last summer fling. Yeah. I mean, we're, summer break fling. We're going off with a with an explicit <laughs> E. And, yes. Yeah, and, and going out with a bang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you, you so thanks. much. I know you're so what busy. What a pleasure. Everyone's and uh, keep me posted. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm doing a great big post on my site and I'll post everything that we talked about <laughs> so everybody can go and actually see what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. we will keep an eye on Instagram and see what's happening come this fall. Well, Keep an eye or don't keep an eye. It's not a big deal. Oh, I'm I will keep, keep an doing eye. me. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But thank you for your time. Thank you oh. for your questions. And thanks for all of it. Oh, oh, of course. Dog. He's is. like, done. Done. Yeah. done. <laughs> He's like, you know what? We're done. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, have a lovely rest so of your much. day. And I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. So you have a good one. Bye. Bye. Okay. I won't say that that was amazing because CJ really does not like that word. Instead, I will say that it was inspiring, so funny, and exactly what I was hoping the last episode of this season would be. Thank you so much to CJ for sharing all of her stories and getting me to share a few of mine. Thanks to Sachi Art and Create Magazine for supporting this episode. And of course, as always, thank you so much for always showing up and listening. I will be back in action at the very beginning of September with a whole new lineup of interviews for you. If there's anyone that you really want me to talk to, email me at contact at thejealouscurator.com and give me your list. I will see what I can do. Hopefully I can get all of them on. Have a lovely summer or winter if you live in the Southern Hemisphere. There will be more art for your ear in September. Deonce out.